Hello, beautiful people, from Yana to Dennis to Oblaka. Welcome to this channel, Amaziz. I'm your host today. Welcome to the Kiev Future Society, giving you better skills in a shorter time, upgrading your skills through Telegram. And why does this channel exist? Ukrainian people want to make Ukraine a developed country, but many are frustrated that the educational system in Ukraine does not give them practical modern skills. Without practical modern skills, it is difficult to find a great job and impossible to create successful projects that change the future of Ukraine. After interviewing hundreds of very interesting Ukrainian people on the Kiev Future podcast, I noticed something. Many guests have great practical skills they are using every day for their success by giving them the opportunity to share their skills. All Ukrainians will be empowered to have a better life. Therefore, the goal of this volunteer Telegram channel is to create three types of free Telegram events. Type one, practical modern skill workshops. Type two, language learning presentations with a focus on English. Type three, cultural and poetry events to enrich the soul. We are building a community here. We will support each other. And because of this pandemic, we all need community, encouragement, and empowerment more than ever. If you are attending this event and welcome Alika, then you are truly special. You belong to the Kiev Future Society because we are people who are always developing ourselves. So now it's your turn and I will do my part to help the community. Share this volunteer Telegram channel with all your friends. And if you'd like to participate and be a speaker or to suggest a topic or to ask a question, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future. Because when every Ukrainian gets access to these modern practical skills we will share here, they will have hope for a positive future. They will take care of their families better. They will become leaders in their community and they will have the skills needed to create the projects that will impact the future of Ukraine. This is the mission of the Kiev Future Society. We are changing the world because people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. And this reminds me of a story. I was in Kiev in a cold winter time before the pandemic. And a friend of mine was at the Kiev National University of Culture and Arts. And they said there is an event, a poetry event in there. And because I like to balance organization with spontaneity, I said, why not? Let's go adventure. Let's have fun with this event. And I went. I arrived. They said, oh, this event therefore is for the students and the people from there. I said, well, I'm curious about the culture here. I would like to attend. They said, okay. And I put my winter coat. I go sit 
and I see five speakers, five presenters who will share their poetry, and suddenly I discover it's all Ukrainian poetry. I will not understand anything for more than one hour, and it was wonderful because I focused on the emotions of the speakers. I used that opportunity to close my eyes, forget the distraction of the words, and feel the emotions of those people who wrote those poems. And it was absolutely emotionally wonderful. Today, then, will be a continuation. I think Diana Sabalieva will not be speaking much in English, so I will get into that mood, open my emotions, allow the breeze of her <laughs> words to come and stir something wonderful today. Hello, Alika, I opened your mic. Say hello, hello. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Nice okay. to meet you, how are you? Hi, I'm good. doing great, how are you? Very soon, we will hear you speaking about your way, English language writing ways. I'm excited yes. about that one. Me too. And how is the weather there in the end of the world? It's colder than Kiev, correct? Yeah, a little bit, but today the weather was pretty nice. So the sun is shining and people are already taking off their coats and like warm clothes. So it's getting better now. Very cool. Well, now it's time for Diana Sabalieva. Hello, Diana. How are you? Where Hello, is she? Hi, everyone. It's nice to see you here. Hello, hello. Well, introduce yourself. I'm excited about this. And just take the floor, share your poetry, share the emotions, and why it's meaningful for you. And I will just listen. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Aziz. So, um, hi, everyone, again. My name is Diana, and I'm from Kharkiv, Ukraine. But um, Right now, I'm a student at a boarding school in Massachusetts in the United States, and I will continue my studies as an undergraduate student uh, in the U.S. next year. Uh, and today, I want to share a poem I wrote um, a month ago, which is called The Song About the Future. And uh, in this poem, I just um, wanted to um, show the hope for the future in this difficult time uh, during the pandemic when um, everyone was uh, getting sick and there's so many people, um, so many cases every day. Uh, so let me start. The song about the future. I know it may seem that the end is near, like the future is trapped in the loop of sorrow, but there is something important I want you to hear. It's always worth dreaming of better tomorrow. Most people won't listen and call me naive. They'd say our hands are tied by disaster. Many people will say that the virus won't leave and the thoughts of the future make their hearts go faster. But this doesn't deprive us of the right to believe in the brightness of our tomorrows. In a year or two, our fears will leave along with our long-lived sorrows. Deep darkness just signals the light of the dawn, that this sun will be brightly shining. It reminds us that our lives will go on that in a pitch black night, there's a silver lining. I know it may seem like the end is near, like the world is empty and you're sinking. But remember, best things always appear.
here when you might not be even thinking. Um, so I wrote this poem because um, during this time of the pandemic for one more year, for more than one year, I was feeling uh, differently. I was feeling uh, sometimes sad, sometimes um, happy for being healthy and my family for being healthy. But at the same time, um, I was sad because I left my school one year ago, uh, last March, uh, and I haven't seen my friends and I haven't seen my teachers. So it was very uh, mixed experience of online learning. It was uh, very interesting. Uh, so um, I wrote this poem as a reminder for myself and for other people to always believe in the future and um, believe that good things are coming, even if today uh, seems like um, everything is like the end is near. Uh, Thank you. One second, people, um... Diana. <laughs> I noticed that the arc of the emotions go darker, 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 and then you had an arc for hope for the future. Did you do that on purpose, or since the way you write that you mentioned, can you comment how was the process of writing that poem as a poet? Is it like I had your friend who is uh, the AC, I think, uh, Anastasia, who said, actually, words come to her mind that are very beautiful. And then they start being composed and demanding that she sits down and writes them. And that's how her poems are written to you. I remember you had a different process, but I really noticed that there is an arc of going into deeper sorrow, deeper, darker emotions before emerging into like uh, a trajectory that is more hopeful and positive to the future. Was that on purpose or it's just um, subconsciously done? And welcome Anastasia Mosca-Lenko. Please, Diana, you can speak. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, so let me share first how I wrote this poem. So uh, I remember one day I was feeling a little bit down, um, like not hopeful at all. And then um, I went to bed and I actually wrote this poem um, when I was trying to fall asleep. Uh, sometimes when I um, fall, like this time when I go to bed and try to fall asleep is the best um, time for me to write my poems because I have so many ideas and then I constantly I have to get up and uh, get a pen and paper and write it down or get a, my phone and write it down in the notes. Uh, so um, that's the way I wrote this poem first. Um, the first uh, lines, I know it may seem that the end is near, like the future is trapped in the loop of sorrow. Uh, this one I wrote um, right away. I, I don't know. I just had this idea in my mind and I started writing and uh, the next uh, lines just flowed after this one. Uh, and it was um, like something like something I did unconsciously. I think uh, in this poem, uh, my emotions and my feelings were writing for me instead of my like my mind, because in some um, I noticed that in some poems that I write with like my my heart and my emotions, I do it subconsciously, but I get a better feeling and a better poem uh, than than when I try to like do it with my mind. Thank you. Yes, I believe communication isn't about formulas. Formulas are training wheels like on a bicycle, but one day you have to take them off. Can you try 
maybe logging off and then back in because your sound is a bit muffled and I increased your sound so it was a little okay, but can you check it out and then you can return and continue. Is that possible, Diana? Yeah, sure, one moment, I'll do that. Thank you. And Anastasia Muskalenko, I opened your mic, say hello. Anastasia, hello. Yes, how are hello. you? What are Just your fine. thoughts? Thank you. Uh, about the boil, well, um, actually, I hope the sound is okay. <laughs> yes, um, your sound is perfect. Regarding the poem, I believe that it was something that um, probably touches the soul of everyone right now. Um, and the situation we're in, uh, I really loved how the things in the poem, and um, I would really say not really the things, but the pictures described really um, feel like a chain reaction. So they connect to each other easily, like a train of thought. And this is a good one. This is a good method for this one when you try to portray something that, uh, again, um, appeals to all. Not Okay, maybe not really appeals, but what is something that every person has experienced already. So I enjoyed that one. Thank you. You're welcome. And yes, I noticed that flow, and that's why I asked her whether it was conscious or not, but it seems her instincts are highly attuned. Diana, you can speak just by clicking on your mic to open it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm here. Is it better? Can you hear me better now? Yes, it's better now. Better now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Do you have a poem in Ukrainian? Because one of the things I mentioned, no, even if unfortunately, you don't write in, in Ukrainian, do you have another oh, poem ahead, to share with us? I'm really excited about your poetry. And I cannot believe you only started a couple of months ago. So you're already good, although very new. Thank you. Yeah, actually, I have never tried to write a poem in Ukrainian. Um, I don't know, it, it seems more difficult for me to do it. Uh, it seems like um, Ukrainian is such a beautiful language and it has so many different like, forms, like the word en endings, um, change with every gender and with every tense so it for one from one side it seems it would be easier to write a poem like this and to have um different endings but from the other side it's more difficult because sometimes example i want to use some adjective um and have it rhyme with another word but in english it would rhyme because it's the same for each uh for uh, for each gender but uh, in Ukrainian, it wouldn't. So sometimes it's really hard to find this match. Uh, so I've never tried to write uh, one in Ukrainian, but I would really love to try. Thank you. And do you have another poem you can share with us today? And Svetlasha, hello. I opened your mic. You can say hi to participate with us as well. Hi, okay, I'll share. Hi. Hello, um, Svetlasha. Can... Nice to meet you. And Diana, we will listen now to you more. Okay, uh, so I will share another poem I wrote recently, which is um, about um, like different colors of the rainbow and which uh, emotions they uh, reveal. So it's called just Colors of the Rainbow. So uh, let me begin. When glowing dyes from heaven's pale overflow, they slowly pour from sky and paint rainbow. Oh, rainbow, your colors aren't only light. The world in me, your vivid colors can ignite. Deep red is hot passion, it's strength and emotion, enraged fire consuming hearts in sharp motion. They oversweet love and tears of betrayal. 
when love is hurt and you know it is fatal. Warm, warm orange is sunset, excitement and heat. On tropical farms growing mangoes so sweet, fresh orange juice on a boiling hot day, and saying the words you always wanted to say. Soft yellow is happiness, sunshine and fun, tall sunflowers stretching their heads to the sun. This color is reaching the stars with your stem, when life gives you lemons and you make sweet jam. Pure green is safety, it's health and good luck, just from sleep awakened drowsy with chuck, cherry blossoms in spring, and blessing my thunder, our own mother planet when she was younger. Blue is serenity, wisdom and sky. Blue is the color of cloudless eyes, soothing delight as you smell rain, a dolphin's sharp fin cutting blue wave. Indigo is peace, quiet strength and protection, star-dressed night sky erasing all tensions. Indigo is color of favorite genes, being drunk with aroma of bellflower fields. Purple is mystery, pride, inspiration, brush dancing on canvas to beat of creation. Purple lilacs in vase, for loved one surprise, the dress of the sky saluting sunrise. The colors of rainbow blend if soon whirl, I keep them inside me, they shine as a pearl. Bright paints like lanterns show me what's real. Oh colors, you always my essence reveal. So I wrote this poem when I, um, um, actually I was writing another creative writing short story and um, for, for an online challenge and I had to write a story where my character has only one uh, sense. So either only sight, only smell, only touch. And I, um, I um, had an example of uh, people explaining uh, colors to blind people. So they said that um, blue is the is what you feel when you put your hand in the pool or like cold water or rain. Uh, so this um, example really inspired me to write this poem and find connect deeper connections um, between colors uh, of what you see and also feelings of touch, smell, and so on. How do you feel when you get that? Is it in your brain you get an idea? Or do you get an emotion in your heart that you need to release on paper or on your phone, etc.? Well, sometimes I have um, I have an idea. For example, I, I get inspired from something that happened around me. Like I can walk outside and then see something and there's an idea comes to my mind and um, I make a note of, of it to myself and I start to write. But sometimes um, I when I feel um certain emotion i can also use paper uh, my phone to um to write poems and to feel better and it just um helps me write um really put me uh, put my feelings on the paper can you write on demand or on purpose or do you need to be inspired in order to write poetry um actually i have never written on demand but um I think I could try, but I know it wouldn't turn out as good as if I was writing uh, just um, an idea that came to my mind or with my emotions, because um, it's really hard to be sincere when you're just doing something on demand. And then I'm really curious, before this year, when you had such ideas before, but you didn't think about writing poetry, how did you release that emotion or shape it? or created in the world, what was the other 
outlet or way of being you had that now poetry is being the prime outlet for? That's a very interesting question. Uh, actually, um, something I told you is, is during my interview is also that um, I'm socially active, so I like organizing different events and projects. Uh, so my main outlet for um, my emotions sometimes when I saw something uh, that I thought was not right, some injustice, I tried to organize some project that would um, help at least a little bit contribute to it, its correctness. Um, and it's still one of my main outlets for my emotions and feelings. Uh, I still organize a lot of projects, but those two are poetry and um, event organizing project, project management are my two biggest ones. Thank you. And also I'm asking about the chapter you're writing for the book that will go to the United Nations. Do you feel after using poetry as a practice that your writing skills and ability to express became better or is the scientific kind of writing which i'm very familiar with it's pretty dry and therefore it's a totally different beast and a totally different part of your brain and skill compared to poetry and they don't really dynamically improve each other what has been your experience Oh, uh, actually, um, I think that poetry really improved my writing skills a lot. Uh, and I've been trying to write some short stories, uh, more like creative writing before. So um, that was also something that helped improve, me improve my writing skills. And when I started writing poetry, I made, um, like, I tried to make a habit of writing every day. Uh, and it has been difficult um, with other commitments like school and a lot of work. But um, right now, I'm, I'm taking classes where I have to write a lot. So uh, I have to write essays for that, which are, some of them are creative and some of them are more like for science, for biology. But I think any writing can improve your skills. Even, um, I heard that even if you want to improve your writing, you can have a journal or just every, every night write how your day was or how you feel or something like this. And even something uh, trivial like uh, a journal could really improve your skills for, for creative writing, for poetry, for uh, academic writing, for anything. For me, it was actually over 10 years I had multiple really great written books and I rewrote them by hand and that really improved my writing through copying but then getting the skill and the syntax and the ability to absorb subconsciously the great writers into my own self. Do you know what I mean? Wow, that's great. And did you write it uh, just for fun or was it uh, a part of your... Um, no, it's my own okay. self-development. I don't know whether you call it for fun or not, <laughs> but <laughs> it depends on your perspective. But it, it gave great results, especially you can write every day. Many of the great writers, whether Hemingway or even poets of the past, they say for you to, even before you write your own poetry, you should memorize the poetry of 30 great poets mm -hmm. before you ha you're allowed to write your own. Well. For me, I thought many of the writers of the past used to be scribes as well, transcribing and rewriting books because it was a manual thing and that improved their writing. And therefore, I did it as a 30 minutes a day thing. Thank you very much. And since we're speaking about writing, 
is the perfect time for Alika to speak. Thank you, Diana. Honestly, it's my honor, my privilege, and I'm happy to hear you here, and I hope to have you again. Anastasia, you. do you have any comment? Jana Ushpik, do you have anything to say? Oblaka, do you have Svetlasha? You can open your mics and give any feedback you wish before we open the mic for Alika. Uh, hi, I can uh, say now that um, I'm really think that it's very hard to share with people um, your intimacy poetry, you know, and I want to say just thank you very much about this. Yes, thank you, Diana. It's difficult to share such a private part of you, so we honor that and we thank you for sharing your emotions. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure for me to speak. You're welcome. Alika, you can open your mic, introduce yourself and share. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. Uh, hi, everyone, once again. Um, that was a very interesting poetry um, uh, discussion uh, from Diana. That was very interesting. And I actually, there are not many people who can write like that. That's very talented. and. Thank you. And I'm very glad to share with you uh, writing tips today. Um, my name is Alika. I'm Flex Alumna 2019, and I've been English language tutor for over three years, and I've been write writing for quite a long time. And actually, uh, once I like started learning English, that was my uh, biggest obstacle, actually, like writing, I could speak, I could write, I could listen, but the writing was pretty hard for me. So I was working on that for, for a long time. And now I'm ready to share some tips after that experience I've received in my university. And uh, just from my experience. Uh, so I wanted to start that the first tip you have uh, to have a reason for your writing, whether you are writing something uh, that was required from you in the university or you are writing for yourself, it still has a reason. For instance, if you're writing for yourself, just it's your hobby, you should know uh, how it develops like your personal traits, why are you doing that? Uh, and if you're writing that for work, for studies, you also have to find some positive aspects in that. So you're writing that because you know that your writing tactics will improve. You will write more fluently. You will have a uh, greater like flow of ideas later. So you always have uh, to find the reason why are you doing that. Otherwise, it will be very difficult for you to find that motivation, to find that, those like reasons to sit down, to focus on your paper and actually continue doing something. So from that first tip, to have a reason for writing, uh, the second tip is you have to learn how to motivate yourself. Whether uh, you are doing that and you know that um, that will give you some uh, nice aspects in your work and education once again. So the third tip, before you start writing something, be confident with your topic. This is like uh, the main reason, because I know many students, when they start writing, they uh, start writing and focusing just on one topic and then the time pass and they have already like written the half of their paper and they know like, 
that's not something that they want actually to write and they start doing it like again and searching for another topic over again and do their search and like they start over like everything so before you start writing be sure what you want to talk about what what thoughts you want to share with the audience so be be sure what you want to write about and the fourth tip is do mind map first. When you know like what topic you want to write about, have some notes taken. Uh, do mind map or just write down any words or ideas you already have in your mind because it helps a lot. Uh, you might have many thoughts like inside your mind, but once you like take take your notebook, take your laptop, you just get confused. So it's the good idea to write your thoughts down. It will clear your mind. It will have like those um, uh, levels filled, you know, with your words, with your ideas. So just write everything down. The fifth tip is um, most importantly, do not try to make everything look good, look good perfectly right away. Because that was my, uh, problem for a long time i was trying like to write everything perfectly with no mistakes just in a way i wanted it but it's not how writing works and unfortunately we have to try many many times and we have to have a draft so the idea in that uh tip is to have a draft i use uh the rule of three drafts uh three draft tactic it means that you have to to write at least like three drafts so the first draft can be messy. You can just write anything in it, just any thought, just any ideas. It can be just a flow of words, phrases. It can doesn't make sense, like in a way of the sentence, you know, you can just write whenever, whatever you want. You can like even draw little pictures if it might help you. Just it can be messy. Just play with it. The second draft, it's called the rough draft. So you have to be a little bit serious here and you have to write more specific ideas, identify what parts of uh, writing you like the most and save them, keep them and identify the parts that you do not really like and they do not sound very good to you. So you get more focused here, more serious and you start to like um, deleting all those ideas that you do not like and the last draft will be final draft where you release um, your editing skills you start like paying attention to the smallest details you start like uh, making it more to look it to look stylish to have that uh, idea like specified so you know that uh, you clearly know what parts are you what parts of writing will be left what parts you want still to correct and like what you have to delete so this is like the final draft where you correct and sum up everything and delete the parts that you do not like so um the most helpful tactic here if you are if you do not like writing at all and if writing something and even a draft is like an obstacle for you and you have to pressure yourself to do so um you can do a writing draft for 10 or 15 minutes straight without uh, interrupting for any, like without taking a break. So you just write for 10 or 15 minutes, whether it works for you. And you can set a timer for yourself and save, like do it with your friend or with your parent or anybody else who can control you and who can like, Whenever you try to stop the process and whenever you say that like you're tired of 
writing more, the friend or somebody who's like working with you at the moment will say no and you will continue. So you have to write for 10 or 15 minutes straight. And this tactic works because you get like uh, all of the your ideas, phrases, words on your paper because you know like and you have to write them of like as many as you want, as many as you can. So then when you uh, finish your 10 minute draft you can see yeah it might be messy it might be like doesn't make sense but then you will see that those phrases or some ideas you will get from that draft that will actually help you with your final draft and with your released paper so um, also the the next tip is to use psychology it might sound kind of weird, I don't know, but it's actually very helpful. You do not have to become a psychologist here, but you have to understand um, how the human mind works in order to craft your uh, book in a way that speaks to readers how you intended to. So if you wanted to write, let's say, like an essay or a novel, like, and then you have idea in your mind, but uh, you might write it like in the wrong way. So it's very useful to use psychology and emotion and understand how people's like uh, human mind works so you can like fit in those like um, I don't know in that vision in people's vision how they view your paper like from the other perspective and emotions have an impact for instance um, without emotions your assay will look very soft and it might be boring sometimes so you want to use some uh, emotions and you want to like bright it up with your emotional aspect so let's say um for example we can write artificial intelligence can improve surgery and help people that's one uh, option that we have here but if we if we add emotion it will sound much better. For instance, we can say it otherwise. We can say that artificial intelligence can save people's lives by providing it with the new technological methods of surgery. Here we have um, brighter, like we emphasize that the importance of technological methods here is saving people's lives. So it makes an impact. People understand it better and it has emotional and like context here so it sounds much better and it's like much more like understandable and it makes more sense i think and uh, of course while you have to practice if you want to develop your writing skills whether you had it very much or you like it so much you have to write as often as you can and i remember diana mentioned that uh, it, it's very helpful to write every day even at the specific time. So you might write, at least you can write for 10 minutes, you can write for five minutes or for 20 minutes. You do not have to sit for hours and pressure yourself to write as much as you can. You you have to do just uh, often, you have to like practice and like know that every day you pay attention to that part, like, like for five or 10 minutes and it will have an impact on your writing skills for sure. And last tips, uh, do not rush and be focused. I know many people, they just try to rush and finish whatever they're working on pretty fast and they do not pay uh, attention. And then somebody takes their paper in complete mess and doesn't make sense. People get confused. So do not rush. And if you're writing, just uh, leave that hour for you. Just focus 
and do not have your phone, do not have your, I don't know, Telegram, Instagram channels like open anywhere on your computer screen or desktop, just uh, block them for a while, like quit Telegram and whatever you have on your computer. So you do not have um, to pay attention to things that might confuse you or uh, take away your focus. And because, you know, when you're focused for, for, your paper and then you get on your phone for 10 minutes and you think that's a break that's not that's actually um makes it worse because you cannot come back to the process uh, uh, to your initial process and you have you will spend more like like of 20 minutes or 15 minutes getting back into that focus that you've been before you started using your phone or laptop so be focused do not pay attention to things that can just dis distract you and um of course, when you're writing, you have to structure your writing in a like right sense. So just do it logically. Have logical organization in your paper. Do not just if you state in your thesis like I want to tell you, for instance, about my family, about my school, and about my doc, for, ex for example. So you write about those things in a way that you stated them initially. So you will write about your family first, then in the next paragraph you will write about your school, and in the last paragraph you, you will write about your doc. Because initially you it's like a rule. You stated for your reader that you will write in a row about those things, but then if you mess that up and you start writing like in any directions you want, you will write about your dog, about your family and then school and add something else and confuse your reader and it won't be that structural and like that logical as it was supposed to be. So, and of course, after you finish your paper, always analyze it, evaluate all your um, aspects, how fast you wrote it, what mistakes you did, what were challenging for you work on that a little bit more and compare it with other works if you have them so you can see the difference what parts were weak and what parts were very strong so you can identify those strong and least like strong parts in your writing so that will be very useful for you to evaluate your work after you've written something so that's pretty much what I wanted to share with you. I could talk for for hours about that, but we have time limits. So I think that's that's all I wanted to say. Thank you very much, Alika. That's actually really good and really interesting. If you comment for writers, uh, there is something called morning pages, and I recommend it to everyone where you can wake up in the morning, open a new document or a fresh sheet of paper and write whatever it comes to mind for like 10 minutes. Often, most of it will be garbage, but there will be gold <laughs> one of the days that will change your life or get you an idea you can work on. And it's a very beautiful, important practice, especially in the morning when you're still groggy between that dream state and the daily awakening and therefore your subconscious is primed to write very well. The second is um, Barbara Minto's book, The Minto Pyramid. It's a way to structure papers and I'm sure Diana will find this very useful. It's uh, the way McKinsey uses in order to logically structure any reports or papers or books they write where they will have it anyway it's really well done the book is not expensive but it's really really 
useful, practical, full of tips and explains the whole method. And the third one is from Stephen King in his book on writing. And in it, you spoke about the three draft method. Well, he has this rule, each next draft should be 10% shorter than the one before, and therefore it will be tighter. You will delete the useless words and you will go into deeper and deeper, or even I will say better. As someone said, nobody was ever killed by a gun. Any word that is like that, that is not specific, is not good writing. Try to make it as specific as possible. Instead of somebody was shot by a gun, you can say they were shot by uh, a silver Smith & Wesson 45 with a brown mahogany handle and the bullet hit them on the left side of uh, their head or, or the top part of their head. That specificity creates images and in reality all writing is and I'm not speaking about scientific writing again because it's a totally different thing where people try to speak in a very complicated way just to feel like they're real scientists. <laughs> but when it comes to good writing, you create images, you're painting pictures, you're being a painter, using words as the, as the brush and the colors in order to create shapes, to create images that the eyes of the reader will translate and they will see a scene or the movie in their minds. And that is really how powerful good writing is. Well, Anastasia, please share your comments and your thoughts so far about whatever you've heard. Um, hello again. Um, I've actually taken some notes during the speech, so <laughs> regarding the draft system, and uh, I think that was one of the most useful ones. Uh, and regarding the second draft, that you have to point out the things that you like and don't like, because I think I tend to just put everything until I figure it out lately that, oh, maybe I spent like two or three hours writing the, th the thing that I'm not really interested in, or this was not really the most useful thing. So in a way, it was really, really productive <laughs> in a way of fruitful, I would say. Thank you so much for the tips. Yes, thank you, Alika, again. And yes, Anastasia, when she spoke about mind mapping, or it's more called outlining, if you outline what you'll speak about to make sure there is validity and it's coherent and structured and you know what to cover and what not. And like I mentioned, the mental pyramid is great for this. That's really, really good. Alika is a pro and I thank you for that. Jana Ushpik, do you have any comments or anything to share? For now, no. <laughs> I just listen to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Diana Sabalieva, speak. <laughs> I'll say, okay, yeah. So thank you, thank you, Rika and Aziz, for your tips. I've been writing a lot um, of what you're saying, just to make notes and look it up later. But I totally agree. Those are really great tips, and uh, especially with the drafts and free writing and adding psychology, because sometimes um, I feel like even one word that appeals to like senses can change the way the reader uh, perceives your writing. So it's very, very important. And I also um, really like the point about focus because for me, it's hard to like um, sit for t t two hours and write without looking at my phone or uh, distract being distracted. 
So yeah, I, I feel like this is a very, very important um, point, especially for beginners. You're not a beginner, come on. <laughs> you're so <laughs> humble. You're like writing a book for the United Nations and you're acting like a beginner and you write poetry like Edgar Allan Poe, but more positive. You're like the opposite of him, <laughs> but it's really good. I thank you. Okay, I have another question though, Diana. Your writing is very classical in the poetry that uh, you convey. Is it because you like that style? It doesn't seem to be more of the modern, less structured style. So uh, why is that? Yeah, I know. Um... Actually, um, I've been trying to write uh, poetry in the modern style too, just to try try it out, and I try try different styles. But I could only write one poem, and um, when I was feeling um, so many like a lot of emotions, and I just had to write them down. Uh, but for some reason, and I feel like this um, more traditional structured poetry um works better for me and uh, after trying out several different um types of poetry i i decided that this one uh, is the best for me and i can reveal my emotions better and also i feel like uh, rhymed poetry helps me keep it more structured and organize my thoughts better um and just have uh, have this poem be in like the order have the order and um also add some rhythm and emotions to this that's wonderful and did you experiment with haikus or no no actually i haven't but i would love to i was i was um hoping to do it uh soon so i was reading a lot of haikus and um modern ones and especially uh, ancient ones uh, so they're amazing and i would love to try those i think i would like this style too well, thank you very much, Diana. It was really a pleasure. Thank you, Alika, very much. I also learned a lot and remembered a lot. Thank you, Anastasia Moskalenko. You're always here. And this is why, as I spoke to Lisa before, actually, the lives bring the most motivated people who are the best people to spend time with, as it's a funnel strategy where there are the people in the channel and they can be busy with whatever they have, but there are those whose heart resonate the most and they will be like-minded people. And if Yana, Alika, Anastasia, Diana met for tea someday, they'll be best friends forever <laughs> because this whole online thing is bringing the right people together and the people who aren't the same, they can be with each other in a different way if you know what I mean. And Diana Ushpik, it's a pleasure and honor, and I look forward to Sunday to hear your presentation about personal branding. Thank you, Yana, and thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.